Yo. Head up, think fast. You're about to feel the blast. It's the dopest podcast on the net. Oh, yeah. All is geeks. Fresh your bet. We round the world. We round the net. So get ready and get set. Because we make it look easy. No sweat. Jeff and Jordan, the host. Yeah, they be the best. From the north to the south, to the east, to the west. They cover movies, comics, TV shows, books. These guys gonna get you hooked. Don't stop now, just take a look. And don't forget to sign our Facebook. Cause what they doing is board games, video games. Yeah, they on it. They fly like a comet. Interviews, is up. This podcast is pure. Give voice to your inner geek, that's for sure. Geek out any topic. No one ain't gonna ever, ever stop it. So if you wanna go and get it on, then head to allisgeeks.com. Oh, yeah. Welcome to episode 56 of All Us Geeks. I'm Jeff King. And I'm Jordan Steinhoff. And we're here to give voice to your inner geek. (laughs) (laughs) Your inner geek is sick and hasn't been around for a while. Must be January or February. We're sick and recording. (laughs) We have been absentee geeks. Uh, So yeah, Jordan's back. Healthy? (laughs) Getting there. Getting there. So yeah, this is uh this Better is actually, than if we'd recorded last week. This is true. Uh this is actually the first time Jordan and I have seen each other since he's been back because he did unfortunately get sick almost right as soon as he, he landed. <laughs> Honey, I'm home. <laughs> <laughs> so Take care of me. <laughs> this is our get to know each other phase. You're sitting in on it. So how are you, buddy? Good. All right, that's good to hear. All right, how are you? I'm fine. How were the holidays? How were the holidays? Excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can ask questions, but let's not get real personal because yeah. I don't really want to know. Has that burning sensation <laughs> when you pee gone? Yeah, I use it to my advantage, really. <laughs> no, nope. You I, don't want to see the swab. <laughs> no actual fire. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah, let's 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 go ahead and get right into this here. Mike sent us an email. What are you looking at me like I did something wrong? <laughs> oh, because I, I, you did. <laughs> I was uh, out of the country, damn it. <laughs> the subject was glaring mistake. If he's just twigged to the fact that I'm wrong <laughs> once no, no, enough. No, no, then... no. <laughs> no, no, no. It's better than that. So I listened to your year end episode shortly after you released and there was something bothering me about it. So I listened to it again and damn it if I, well, first of all, thanks for the double numbers. Uh, so our listenership has <laughs> increased. We have to discount one download. <laughs> We're moving up. And then he takes it away. So that was that spike when you look at the stats. <laughs> so I listened to it again and damn it if I didn't forget to spread the love to all the places it was deserved. Will and Sarah's quarterly brick breakdown has also been a favorite segment of mine. (laughs) Especially the episode where they talk about the value of collecting different Lego sets and saving them for later. This isn't something I've done yet, but I just wanted to give a shout out to Will and Sarah and let them know that they are appreciated. And I look forward to more episodes from them in the future. After that, you'd best go to a Target right now and buy whatever they have as exclusive. So... For anybody, you know, we haven't had a Lego segment in a in a little bit. Well, the last quarter we didn't have a, a Lego segment, and that was not on purpose. 
Uh, Will and Sarah actually record with a friend. So he has all the equipment that they use. So they go to his place and they, I guess their schedules just didn't match up because her and I had talked about them getting in another segment for the end of the year. Uh, just they'd never got to record it. So the Lego segments are not gone and they, they will return. All right. Uh, so yeah, thanks, Mike. Thanks. Thanks for spreading the love to everybody. But the two guys who are in the room. Hey, he said he likes my minis videos. I got some love. He said what? That he likes my minis videos. Oh, yeah. So. You do minis videos? Oh, oh I suppose you battle reps or whatever or something. Yeah. Like that, so. yeah. You're the only person in the room that didn't get any love. So. I'm good with it. Whatever. Suck it up. Whatever. I only helped him start a podcast. Whatever. <laughs> Jordan is just back, and this is the first time we've had a conversation. This is the first time. He probably hasn't been hacking all over the place. Uh, well, that's not completely true because <laughs> you've been hacking quite a bit since you got here. So well, that one I think is allergies compounding the yeah, cough because yeah. I was literally, was literally fine until I stepped in your door <laughs> and then I felt a tickle and I'm like, well, crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But we still are talking about the whole t-shirt thing. Uh, I did do the research. We are allowed. I don't know if I said that last time. I know you and I had a conversation. We discussed I, it, but I think I couldn't we remember didn't if we did the it on new the, details. Yeah, right. So we can have multiple colors in one campaign. So that's cool. I did find that out. I've been talking to some people over there. And they also said that once I get everything kind of in place and together, we may not need 50 shirts. We may need less than that. So... Uh, that may still be a go as well now that we've got this additional information. Uh, I think we, it ends up being four or five colors that we can do. Um, so you'll have some options. It all counts towards the same project. And again, potentially we will need less than 50, which is a good thing. On the downside, the other thing you and I talked about, I can't buy a bunch on the cheap and have it count towards the print order. They all have to go through the, the campaign so stocking up in the back and having them available for say prizes or like when we go out to conventions and stuff like that it may not be an option at least through the campaign <laughs> might have to do it off to the side or something if we want to do something like that again that's most of what i had kind of a geeking out i don't know i, I don't know if but you want to talk a little bit about, you know, it is the beginning of the year. Resolutions around the podcast and or gaming. Not in general, because I don't really do resolutions, but. Um, <laughs> well, I actually made a personal one. <laughs> around gaming? Yes. Okay. Yes. As I find more and more things in closets, <laughs> I have discovered I have around 200 to 250 unpainted miniatures. <laughs> Some not even assembled. <laughs> so my personal resolution was I'm not buying anything <laughs> this year until I have the armies that I play fully painted. I, I mean, I got a bunch of crap that I just picked up because it was cheap and I want something to paint when I'm done. But at the rate I buy stuff, I'm never going to get done, <laughs> let alone get to the stuff I just want to practice on. So, so that was my personal resolution, which was then immediately put into jeopardy <laughs> on like the third day of the year when Mr. Jordahl sends out an email to our gaming group saying that everything hobbies in town is getting a GW display. 
I want to go in there to see what it ends up being, but then I can never go into the store again. And <laughs> probably until October when hopefully I have all my armies done. Nice. Um, you know, I've seen stuff online like the D12, you know, a new game a month and, uh, various challenges like that. And, uh, I'm all for that kind of stuff, but that doesn't really work in our group. Right. Because we're always going into something new, but at the same time, we have a limited supply of what people buy. Between the three of us, we are always repeating at least one game. Really, we should talk more. Just plan it out. So it's there are things out there, and I encourage people to do that. But for me and my part of the cast, I don't know that there's anything that would really apply to us because we don't have a big group that we could try to encourage something mm-hmm. uh, like that to grow. Uh, and we don't have a, a game spot. You know, if everything hobbies turns, because they said they'd like to turn their basement into game space. Mm-hmm. Certainly I would encourage the, the local community to grow gaming, but minis gaming, but just in general, there's some really great ideas out there. But in terms of revolution, revolutions, hey, hey, Viva la podcast. we're coming for you. <laughs> resolutions for us. There's nothing that I'd like to get out there. There are things, there are goals that I'd like to do. I'd like to get more, uh, same thing I said last year that I didn't follow through <laughs> on. I'd like to get more gameplay videos out there of, uh, you know, whether it's cards or minis or whatever, mm-hmm. get some more of that up there. Now that I have a marginally better laptop than I did, I might be able to edit video a little bit easily now without actually the lights in my house going off. <laughs> so maybe that'll be doable. And I actually talked to uh, the dude that I play Star Wars with on a regular basis and said, as long as my head isn't in the video, <laughs> you can record us. All right. Your head's not going to be in the video. That sounds like an open-ended invitation. <laughs> I, there's a lot of shit I can do with that. And <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I had a woman say that to me once too. <laughs> so there are things that I, I would like to see me for my part of the podcast do, but as a measurable metric, no, I don't want to throw out anything like that. <laughs> nice. Way to commit. <laughs> How about you though? Well, I will gladly jump on somebody else's bandwagon to help yeah. it happen. Well, you know, I, I thought about the one resolution I made last year, which wasn't podcast specific, but was, was gaming specific. I kind of hit (laughs) and that was, I had said I was going to have a workable prototype. I was going to kind of get back into the designing side of things a little bit. I don't think you kind of hit it. I think you crushed that. You have a workable prototype. Yeah. But at the time, the reason why I say, depending on which state you're in, it's either (laughs) awesome or it sucks. But (laughs) there's that. Awesome is kind of strong though, too. (laughs) It's acceptable or it sucks. Exactly. (laughs) But at the time I made the resolution, I was, specifically talking about the game that Megan had wanted me to create. And that's gone nowhere. And Megan's just like, whatever (laughs) at this point, you know, but that had kind of fueled the resolution at the time, but no work has really gone into that. I mean, I've got notes off to the side and everything, but I haven't actively worked that uh, since before. Probably right after I made that resolution, I worked it for a little bit. Yes, January and February, just like my videos I put up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, but then, like you said, on the other side, Bill came up with and hit me up with the idea, and I got excited around it, and we did produce a workable prototype, a playable prototype. Workable <laughs> isn't necessary, but a playable, it's, it, it got play. <laughs> 
Bill's kind of been super busy, but he just recently, like, I haven't heard from him forever. And then he reached out to me here recently and said, yeah, I'm still alive. And, uh, you still want to do this? And I, I told him I'm completely on board. So, uh, we are going to be working on it some more. So that is still a thing. But my reasoning for saying kind of is because the, it happened, but the game switched on me <laughs> from what I meant to what actually happened. But the spirit of the resolution happened. I did. SLA achieved, but. <laughs> yeah, I, d- I did get back into the design space a little bit. So that was kind of, kind of cool. And I'm, I'm enjoying that. So for this year, in general, I don't usually do the resolution thing, especially real personal ones, because it's just whatever. It's not my thing. But I, I, I like it in this aspect just from, you know, we, we used to do these little goal meetings and stuff every once in a while. We haven't done one of those in a while. Maybe that needs to be a resolution. <laughs> Have direction yeah. more than twice a year. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> one direction. <laughs> Put that in the show notes. That'll get us a hit. (laughs) (laughs) Suddenly our demographic is really skewed. (laughs) But, you know, there's a couple things that I believe I've talked with you off and on about. There's the idea of getting the tub (laughs) emptied. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and, and what that means for those that are unaware is I have a tub sitting here. We, we have a free queue. Okay. Let, let me back up a little bit. We don't charge for reviews. What? We do charge for is if you say, Hey, I need this tomorrow. It's like, Hey, hey, you need to pay me to rearrange my schedule basically and, and put the time in for the video or the audio or whatever it is. Uh, so we do a rush fee and there is a way not to, Hey, don't make us rush. You don't have a fee (laughs) is what it boils down to. Uh, but we do have a tub full of games that have been sent to us, uh, that people have basically said, no rush. Just put it in the queue. And whenever you get to it, well, whenever you get to it, it's been a while. <laughs> and so one of the things I would like to do is every once in a while, if we either have a cancellation or something like that, we'll say, hey, what do we got anything in the queue in the tub that we can pick off real quick? And we've done a few of them, but nowhere near probably what we should. <laughs> and one of the games that we're going to talk about tonight was actually in the tub. <laughs> Games or games. there's our <laughs> segment. Games from the tub. Games from the tub. Nice. Uh, so the, yeah, the game we're going to review tonight is from the tub and long overdue as well. So one of the things I've kind of said I would like to do, and I've put it at least on the calendar. Uh, we'll see if it happens in practice. <laughs> uh, especially since the first one is the day we're supposed to go play Pathfinder. <laughs> I didn't see anything on the calendar for that day. Well, no, it's this. I think it's on my shared calendar. Oh, just with it, Megan? Yeah, it's oh, on okay. it's on our shared calendar, so she knows what I have for the weekend. Oh, okay. Because I don't think the video stuff shows up on our. I don't think I put it on both. No. Yeah. So I've I've kind of reserved the last weekend of the month to be like free queue reviews. So what did you call me? <laughs> uh, J- Jolly Fat Man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's acceptable. <laughs> Um, so well, that was more Java than Santa. <laughs> Still works. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> the thirteenth day of the year, Jeff was a dick. So yeah, I'd I'd like to clean up to because actually I have I've basically cut off people sending us games that go in the tub until we get some of that cut out because I feel bad at this point. 
It's like I I don't want that. I don't I don't want a bunch of games just collecting here and and uh, us never getting to them because yeah. I, well, you know, we talked about that late last year, and you know, I totally agreed with you, and I. I mean, I wanted to be more aggressive. I, you know, and like s- schedule. Are you blaming month. me for something? No, I'm not blaming Dick. you. I'm just <laughs> not yet. <laughs> Give me a chance. I'll think of something. But you had talked about, you know, just doing the videos and, mm-hmm. but I, I wanted to be a little bit more aggressive and just, you know, cause we generally have two months and just right. slot one, you know, yep. we've got, we've got a big crate and we've got 50 odd weeks left. <laughs> we can, we can plan. Yeah. No, nope, going exactly. back to our previous comment about having direction. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, I, I, I've kind of tossed it on the calendar for last weekend of the month. I think if I take a Kickstarter video, I think my, I think what my idea was, if I take a Kickstarter video, I'll take one for that weekend mm-hmm. and then maybe only do one video out of the tub. But if I don't get anything for that weekend, maybe I'll knock out two, record two videos. So I, I want to do at least one to two. A month until we get kind of caught up and then I can open it up again. Cause I'm turning away people left and right. Cause I, again, I kind of feel bad. I don't, I don't want them sitting in the tub. <laughs> uh, and They'll you know, pruny. yeah. And you know, it's, we opened ourselves up to Kickstarter and that's been a, an awesome experience, but it has pretty much taken over our review space. Uh, so, and that is some of the reason why some people kind of get out of it yeah. and, and make a transition where they just kind of say, I don't want to do Kickstarters anymore. I'm personally not at that space. I don't know how you feel about it. No, not at all. Because we have gotten games that I would not have, not have had on my radar yeah. previously. And, and just by descriptions of what was sent to us, didn't seem at all like anything I would even want to play, but then having gotten through them. Well, that sounded worse, especially for the ones that I liked. <laughs> but having, you know, gotten over my initial, eh, you know, going yeah, into right. the game, played a lot of things this past couple of years that uh, turned out to be much more enjoyable than I would have thought and much more enjoyable than many of the big publishers that we've played. Right. So, yep. no, the people on Kickstarter do keep talking to us. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. he says, might not happen, but yeah. please do talk to us. Right. And I've kind of set up a whole system around that too like i'll only there's only so many i'll do and and so many i'll slot on a weekend and stuff like that so i'm i'm kind of weaning back a little bit on that too and kind of like i did with the interview stuff which i think was a blessing as well because like even just recently i i sat down and finally got to talk to matt over at uh indie games alliance and he was one of the people that Stuff got screwed up and, and we couldn't record. And then I had no free time. I mean, I, I couldn't slot him in anywhere. And here, you know, it was, I think him and I were supposed to originally talk, uh, before Gen Con last year. And we just sat down a week or two ago. I think it was finally. So, you know, it's stuff like that. I, I cut back so that I could have that extra time just in case one or the other needs, Hey, can I move that a week or something like that? So I've kind of been doing some of the same stuff maybe with the, the game side of things, videos and all that stuff. Uh, and of course we've got Matthew, uh, over at Broken Prism Reviews. Uh, he recently grabbed a game for us, uh, one that we're also going to be taking a look at, but they wanted an extra person. So they asked if I'd reach out within the network. And that's one of the reasons why the network exists. So. Uh, Matthew's going to be shooting that video out here very soon for Forged and Steel. That's going to be awesome. And then I should hopefully have one out by next weekend. 
well, by the time you hear this, who knows? Well, I mean, if you listen to this and you go out <laughs> next weekend, hopefully you'll see it. <laughs> no, so things like that. Um, one of the other ones I kind of, I know I, I told you about, I kind of almost want to do a, um, should I keep it series? Because running out of space already. Well, you know, if you would straighten out those three shelves, you could yeah. get 70 or eight. Oh, those. Games oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I, I could clear off the table so I could start loading it up again. Yeah. And like I told you when we were talking about this, I, I haven't hit my storage yet. <laughs> yes. So, uh, I, I kind of, and I talked to Megan about it a little bit too. So I'm debating the, the idea kind of is to go pretty much shelf by shelf here, take a look at it, play everything at least once or twice and, uh, do a quick video for it. And by the end of the video, give it a yay or a nay. Am I keeping it or am I not? Anything I don't keep, we're going to throw up for sale. We'll auction it or something and it'll go in the, the in the, in the kitty. So that's, that's kind of the idea. I mean, I've got a lot of stuff here that I've not played yet. What are you doing? You, are you counting, are you counting how many years this is going to take? Well, I mean, how aggressive are you going to be on those videos? Cause, <laughs> cause I'm looking at what 20 games a shelf, four, five high, uh, over there and more over there. So we're talking a couple hundred games just there. So pretty much. And then we got the table. And then we got the tub, well, tub. <laughs> and then we've got all the chairs that should be around the table if they weren't covered in games. <laughs> then, we, then we got our podcasting table. Uh, the, the, the banner image for the all us geeks page. <laughs> that is false advertising. <laughs> I don't know how many seconds this room was clean before the game boxes exploded. So I, I'm just saying you have like a, a two or three year resolution there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some of them though, I should be able to not like games I've already played and I know well. Uh, and some of them I've, I've played and know well and know I, I'm not sure why I still have some. <laughs> well, some of them are just a given. I mean, Crossfire's not going anywhere. Sentinels shouldn't be going anywhere. Right. That pog game over there, that shouldn't go anywhere. <laughs> Greatest pog game ever. <laughs> All right, so you know th- things like that. There were a couple other things I kind of thought of, but I can't think of them right now. But those are the two big ones: podcasting. Oh, um, obviously, I think. Uh, well, not obviously. Maybe if you if you've been following along at, at All Us Geeks at any point here recently, or if you are a personal friend of mine on Facebook, and probably through listening to the podcasts, you know that uh, I wish I had more time to write. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I haven't, but I think my kind of resolution has been that I'm going to do that. I've started, I joined up over on the Twin Cities Geek and that's going to be kind of like, uh, I, I'm committed to try to do one article a month over there. And again, I got added into the gaming news section versus the gaming review section. So, but... (laughs) Even there, one of us can't get classed as a reviewer. <laughs> yeah, that did kind of surprise me because it wasn't like my choice. It was just like, that's, you, you'd be good for news. Did you just not hear the part about me saying that we <laughs> review games and, and, but I think, you know, she took everything into it. And 
I can ask to be put over there if I want to, but I, I kind of don't because one thing they don't want repeat content, which is, you know, I don't want to do a review here and then throw it up over there. Plus I've been having, I keep getting kind of writer's block. I've got like three or four <laughs> written reviews on our site that are in draft form that have never been completed. It's, it's much easier for me to do here or the video at this point. So when is Agricola going to be published? Oh, Jeff? <laughs> actually, we have a guest review for Agricola that I have to publish. <laughs> so we will be getting Agricola just not mine. Just won't be yours. Just not mine. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, I'm going to be writing over there doing gaming news. The first one I put out already was, since it is Twin Cities Geek, which is Minnesota-based, the first two or three articles are going to be about game designers and publishers I know here in Minnesota. So that'll be most of January, February. I've already reached out a, a bunch of other indie game designers and publishers. I know have already get, gotten me information. So I've at least got a plan through February after that. I don't know. Uh, but it's, it did help kind of scratch that writing itch a little bit and it's one a month. Um, so it's not a huge commitment. That's, that's the minimum that they care about. Uh, and, uh, you know, my bio is full of, United Geeks Network and all us geeks. And so, you know, it's just a little extra exposure potentially as well, which is one of the reasons why I kind of thought about that as well. So that's my other one, I think. Well, that is a full year, no matter how <laughs> you slice it, sir. Uh, wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> all right. So you know, I'm just going to throw out one sure. thing. I'm going to have a genuine moment here. Oh, crap. <laughs> Do I got to buy you a present or something? You decide. <laughs> We were talking earlier today with Stephanie about the new logos, the, the new colors mm. for the logo. And you mentioned that purple is my favorite color and green is Megan's. And uh, if we weren't involved with this, maybe you wouldn't still be podcasting. So, I mean, I don't know how serious you were, but that <laughs> that actually touched me. Want to show me on the doll? <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's no hole on the doll where it touched me. No, that I mean, I, I like I said, I don't know how serious you were. But that actually did uh, mean something to me. So I, I, I just want to take a moment to clarify with, with the listeners. For those that don't know, <laughs> I joke that I'm just the talent and you do all the work. <laughs> but it's true. When, when I say things like I did earlier about my small part of the cast, it's true. Jeff does everything. And <laughs> A, I'm quite happy to let him. <laughs> but B... I couldn't keep up even if I wanted to. And he is the backbone of the cast. So I don't think I've ever said it publicly. So I just want to put it out there that I personally do appreciate all the work you do on this cast. Well, thank you, sir. Now feel free to take that out, but you know, now it makes me feel like crap that I changed the colors again. <laughs> so we're just back to black and white, are we? No, I, and, you know, I, I was genuine about what I said. It, I mean, I've always kind of been looking for ways off and on to, well, I mean, you've noticed even through a lot of the transitions on, on the website, I've always kind of kept the green thing going. And, and that does have a lot to do with, I know it's, it's Megan's favorite color and she kind of puts up with a lot <laughs> as far as, <laughs> as far as the podcasting stuff goes. You know, you heard, heard me in news. I just started a new podcast. I, I I made the joke online. Jordan left me. I got bored, so I started a brand new podcast. 
That isn't quite how it went, but you know, it's, it's close. <laughs> so clearly my cutoff is two weeks, two weeks. <laughs> two and then weeks. Jeff gets a little too stir crazy. Yeah, a little antsy. <laughs> the mics haven't been fired up in a while. And I've kind of looked off and on. I mean, I, again, I know purple is your favorite color. I, I love purple as well. Obviously we've talked about, I mean, when we went to Gen Con, we made sure we had at least one purple shirt, you know, all that kind of stuff. And screw everybody that says purple is not a man color. We hate you. Uh, <laughs> royalty and power people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so no, I mean, I, I, I did mean that. I was sincere about that because it, again, Megan puts up with a lot. And if she didn't want to put up with a lot, we probably wouldn't be doing this. Right. And you know, a lot of things have happened over the years and, and we've actually gotten to know each other because of this podcast. And, uh, this is a fun time of the week or, you know, when we get to get together and we get together other than just to record in here, which I think is awesome. So. Uh, you know, we get to sit down and, I mean, granted, most of it's kind of like playing games if we can, if we can fit that in. But even with that, we get to have a good time. We get to bullshit each other and we just get to catch up, you know, and, and it's also nice from the aspect of you and I can bitch and understand what the other one's bitching about. You know yes, what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's huge because we don't have, there's, there's a few people in our lives that, aren't in that same space and in that same headspace. <laughs> so don't understand maybe when we're bitching about what we bitch about. Even Megan can bitch about her stuff. I can bitch about my stuff. We don't necessarily understand the high <laughs> level of it, uh, but we understand the aggravation. You and I understand both. <laughs> so that's yes, always. Yes, I understand you're frustrated, yes. even though I don't really know why. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that, that's good. And, and it probably helps even a little bit. Uh, above and beyond that a lot of times when i bitch it's about somewhere you work with so <laughs> i am contractually obligated not to confirm or deny that he has said anything about that nor yes. that i actually care about anything that he says <laughs> so not yeah without a work order anyway so yeah i, I mean one of the things uh, not that actually kind of makes me remember one of the kind of resolutions I wanted to do around the podcast. And that would be, I, I know we've said it and I don't know how much people quite get it. Or if, I mean, if you're not podcasting yourself, you may not quite understand it, but most podcasters can kind of live or die by the feedback. You know, you may not think it's, there, there have been at least two times where I've almost said, you know, screw this or somebody's done something so ridiculous or discounted us. I mean, we've had that happen several times where, you know, I, I might hit up Jordan or something. It's like, what the hell? I mean, why, why are we putting in the effort? And then I get the email. Hey, you know, you guys help me get through the day. Hey, you know, if, you know, thanks for keeping me busy. Hey, thank, you know, John, you know, Saad recently is like, Hey, you know, you guys kept me entertained over long road trips and, and that's awesome, you know, for, for work and, you know, little things like that. And one of the resolutions I kind of thought about was I'd like to add one or two people this year at, at the least to our core. You know, we've got a handful of people that we know we're going to hear from or we know we're going to talk to on Twitter or Facebook or, you know, it's something like that. And I'd love to add more people to that. I, I'd love to know more people that listen to us. Not from a vanity standpoint, uh, just from, I like knowing those people. I like being able to know what's Am going on. Am I putting you on the suicide watch this year? <laughs> yes. A little role reversal. <laughs> yes. 
but kind of getting back to what we were, talk- we were talking about. So that's that's a resolution. I, I'd like to know a, a few more people. I'd like to get to know a few more people. If you're somebody that has not interacted with us, podcast at all as geeks, uh, or again, Facebook, Twitter, just hit us up. I don't know. You may regret it, but <laughs> but we try to be entertaining. <laughs> I don't know if we. I don't know if we make it's it. Definitely, certainly regretted it today. I think. <laughs> but getting back to the conversation, I mean, you and I get to bounce stuff off of each other and frustrations and and what's going on and one thing that i kind of think of is you know the network i kind of did that off to the side and i really wasn't thinking of necessarily involving you in that as much just kind of like you know cyrus is kind of parallelly in the network right because he's part of two ball geeks but he's got his own thing going on we've got our own thing going on that's just a passion project that we have and stuff like that and i kind of felt like the network was something that I really kind of got pumping on, but you were happy with the all us geek side of things. And I know like you don't always care to be the face, you know, I know sometimes you don't like to do some of that stuff. So I was kind of doing that off to the side. It burns, (laughs) but you've kind of slowly gotten into that to the point where like the logo work that's being done right now. I'm like, I don't know how I feel about this. You know what? I'm going to ask Jordan. Uh, and get his opinion and, and you and I kind of bounced ideas back and forth. I mean, things like that. I mean, you've brought people to the network, uh, and, and brought them to my attention and stuff and say, Hey, what do you think of this? And, and can we still have these conversations? You know, recently you've been kind of reaching out about interviews coming for that side of the desk, dude. Huh? Yeah. Coming for that side of the desk. Anybody that wants it can have it. <laughs> no, I just want to sit there. You, like I said, <laughs> you, you can keep doing the editing. I just want to sit on that side of the desk. So I'm getting long winded here, but yeah. All of those things are reasons why I'm still doing what we're doing. The network is picking up and thriving. Uh, we're getting members, but as that's happening, I am kind of like, Hey, Jordan, what do you, what do you think? Hey, Jordan, you know, it's, and I, I've kind of brought you into that a little bit more than I maybe originally intended. And I think that has a lot to do with just how we've grown this. <laughs> All right. Good night, everybody. <laughs> All right. If we can have a Kleenex and move past the bromance, I think we're supposed to be talking about what the food. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We we review games here. You ask anybody else, they will they'll tell you we don't, but where's Phil? Dr. Phil. That's another thing. Uh when people start throwing around lists, give us give us a mention somewhere every once in a while. If if your top hundred list is just going to be eighty six entries on Vassal, and there's nothing wrong with that, don't 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 call it a top hundred. <laughs> call it a top fourteen. <laughs> if somebody starts asking you who do you know that does reviews, and I know you listen to our podcast, and I see you mention five other names that aren't us, hmm. <laughs> When people ask for new podcast suggestions at the beginning of the year. We're, we're just throwing out some resolutions I mean, you might want to think of. We're not complaining because I might say that in itself is a form of feedback. <laughs> There's that. Game review. That's right. We still do them. <laughs> We're going to be taking a look at What the Food by Squirmy Beast. 
which is Peter Vaughn is the designer and I believe the owner of Squirmy Beast. What the Food was on Kickstarter quite a while ago, I believe, and was that was one of our first tub games, wasn't it? No, I believe. I mean, the first year, not like the original, but it was ah that I'd have to go back and look. But I I remember Peter getting a hold of me well after like the, I mean, this is obviously a production copy, mm-hmm. uh, so getting a hold of me well after the Kickstarter, and again being. Hey, whenever, you know, I just want, I just want you guys to take a look at, which again is, is a, a nice feeling, uh, to have somebody say, Hey, I, when you can get to it, that's awesome. I just want you guys to take a look at it and, and tell me what you think. So, uh, it, it's been there for a while, definitely, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's that okay. long because, you know, it went through the whole Kickstarter process and being made, went out the backers, all that stuff. And then, Hey, here's a copy for you. Now, one of the nice things he did do. When he sent it to us, is he did send us the little mini expansion that had a bunch of extra characters and stuff that we could pick from, and so that was kind of cool. What the food? What is what the food? Well, primarily a card game, mm-hmm. uh, and the, although there is a hamburger, there is a hamburger, a very very nice looking hamburger. It's a crucial component. It is, and it's one that we've used in a video previously <laughs> for a different game, just because it is an awesome awesome first player token. But, you know, we'll talk about that when we get the components. <laughs> nope. We talked about it. <laughs> Basic idea is a bunch, you know, overcrowding, all that good stuff. A bunch of uh, kids from three different high schools are crammed together in the same lunchroom. Chaos breaks out and there's a food fight. And the idea is to be the least humiliated kid at the end of the game. So you're going to be throwing food. Uh, in the form of various cards, you're going to have, you actually have a character ID. So you'll, you'll have a character that represents you and will have a special ability. And then you will have a pointer, basically. It's, it's a condiment bottle of some kind, which, of some kind, which you'll use to point at who you're throwing your food or who you're playing your card against. Cause you might not necessarily be throwing food at them. Uh, but who you're targeting basically. So, and, and everybody that actually gets done in turn order, which is kind of cool in the fact, I mean, you know, you could do the one, two, three thing, but it is kind of nice to watch the, well, I'm attacking you. Well, I'm attacking, you know what? Well, I'm attacking you too. Oh, well, you're both attacking each other. I've got whoever I want to, you know, that kind of thing, uh, or how everybody gangs up and seeing how you're being targeted also can kind of affect how you're going to play your cards. Mm-hmm. Again, and the idea here is to be the least humiliated kid by the end of the food fight. That is one of the nice things about this too. It's not quite an, it's not an elimination game, uh, because everybody will start adding up humiliation points as you go along, but it's not like you reach a certain number, you're out, you reach a certain number, next person's out, last person standing. That's not how this goes. Whoever is the first to reach 10 humiliation points, that ends the game immediately. And then you go to whoever's the least humiliated. Always a big fan of whenever you can take player elimination out of yes. a concept. Uh, cause this could very easily have been a player elimination style game. The whole theme lends itself <laughs> to it. Uh, so let's see. You get, uh, there's a, a trash pile. Uh, there's the deck that you'll be drawing from. Then there's the floor, which is, uh, you'll have like five face up cards there. Those are cards that you can kind of pick, uh, when it's your turn to take an action to stuff that you can take in your hand. And of course those get refilled from the deck. Like I said, you got your ID card, you got your target card. Uh, there's a bunch of chips 
for humiliation tokens to kind of keep track of where you are in the humiliation scale. You'll also have uh, three face-up cards in the trash pile when you start because you can potentially take cards from the trash as well. And there's events that go inside the deck as well, so you'll put those in the deck. Uh, and everybody starts with the same basic actions that they can do. You'll have a, a duck, a throw, and a grab. So a duck... It means you're ducking something coming at you. Uh, a throw means you're trying to throw some food at somebody, and a grab means you're grabbing cards from the floor. Everybody has those three, but then everybody will get two more cards that they can. So you'll have a total of five cards that you can choose from. And then on a uh, turn, basically, uh, the starting player will target somebody, and then everybody will, will target who they're going to target. Then you choose your actions. So everybody chooses three actions that they're going to play, and then they place them in the order they're going to play them. So the first card that you flip up is going to be the first thing that you do. Uh, and then everybody takes an action. So everybody simultaneously flips a card, uh, their top card, and that's the action that they get to do, starting with the first player. So it goes around from there. And then depending on if, if there was an attack or not, if an attack goes through and is successful, the person that was attacked will get whatever humiliation that they've earned. Oh, and I don't think they earned it. It <laughs> <laughs> was heaped upon them. There you go. You uh, earned that. You, yeah. Why are you punching yourself? Why are you punching yourself? <laughs> exactly. We've all been there. <laughs> Uh, and then you, uh, check to see if the game ended. So, you know, has anybody hit the, the 10 humiliation? Is um, anybody crying under the table? <laughs> so if, if the game's not over, you start all over again and then you pass the wonderful burger marker for the next player to be the first player and do it all over again. When you are attacking, uh, you have combinations of cards that you can play. There are conditions, there are food, and there are toppings. So you have to at least throw a food or a topping. You can't throw a condition by itself, but a topping can be considered just a food. Yes. It's just, you can't just throw mold. Right. <laughs> Jordan, frozen. <laughs> Let it go. <laughs> the cold doesn't bother me. Yeah. So you're not, yeah. So the conditions are like frozen, moldy, uh, steaming hot, gooey. You know, things like that. And they're going to add humiliation points to your food that you're throwing. You have cards that are specifically food uh, and cards that are toppings. Then you can use a topping as food or you can have food with a topping. So you can potentially play like uh, three cards. Three card combo. You, you yeah. can. I liked it because we had a couple of them get out there successfully yeah. and it was like, moldy corn dogs or something with ketchup you know it was it's very much high school cafeteria food right there's some fancy schools apparently where this guy went to went to school but um no yeah i've got one together are pretty uh, funny it's rotten almond almond french toast drenched in chocolate syrup yep you know think things like that i mean and it's all kinds of there's, there's the cherry slushy for all you glee fans uh some beef ravioli submerged in condensed milk. Uh, and then also mixed in here are other actions. So, you know, you've got your three base actions that you get. Well, uh, the deck has other actions that you can do, so you can kind of expand upon your options. So here's a tackle, which lets you, the, the target will take one humiliation and drop one of their cards to the floor. So it'll be available for us, for you to grab. 
uh, or somebody to grab. Uh, you can get more duck. You know, uh, there's there's a sprint which lets you uh, take an extra card from the floor and or an extra and an extra card from the deck. There's a redirect. You can just move yeah. your attack. Hide, cheat. Else. I mean, there's all all Lots kinds of, of ways stuff. to yeah. either avoid the the humiliation or, or <laughs> mitigate it. <laughs> Yeah, so you play them, play them in combinations, and and depending on the combinations you get, you can get anywhere from one point of humiliation at another player to up to four points. And if you do the four point combos, not only are you doing humiliation to other players, you're removing two humiliation from yourself. You've done something so cool that uh, you've lost some of your humiliation. Uh, every, every, you are the king of the cafeteria at that point, or queen, in the food fight. And again, that's, I mean, that's the gist of what you're doing here. You play your cards and you, uh, you play your grab cards to grab more cards from the floor to fill your hand because there's no auto draw. You can the cards you draw replace your base cards and and the two you start uh, start off with to fill out your hand. There, I think we had the base cards in there accidentally for the extra players, right? Yeah, but, we we put them in the deck, right? Yeah. But and, in, in the, theory, you're game, just yeah. supposed to be upgrading everything that you have, right? Well, yeah, I mean, you always have you always have your yeah your base actions available, uh, but you can you can get more as you go along. But the there's no. There's no auto draw. So like if you don't play your grab card, you're not refilling your hand. Right. You know, that kind of thing. And then, you know, you're, you're kind of on the lookout for better cards that let you get more things. A better draw or a better defense or a, right. a better bonus. Yeah. So your, your basic actions are, uh, the, the grab, which is again, your primary way to get some new cards. So you can either select one card or two food cards. Uh, so that's, you know, if there are two food cards out, you can get the, and then if you, if I remember, if you take a card from the floor, you auto fill it. Yes. Right away. Uh, so you can potentially grab a food card, flip another food card and go, Oh, hey, I'm gra- grabbing that extra food card. Throw again is, is an attack. So you're throwing food, topping with a condition and duck is trying to avoid somebody throwing stuff at you. And then, like I said, there's, there are event cards thrown in there as well. So if those flip up, you do flip one at a time and you make sure you refill on your turn because sometimes those events affect the person that flips it. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them are, are completely global events. They're global if you, especially if you play them, flipping them over. Uh, but there's different things that can happen in the events as well. Here we've got the uh, lunch lady. In clockwise order, oh, this is the nice lunch lady, nice old lunch lady. In clockwise order, players receive plus one either food or topping card from the trash. So that's where the trash, you know, having them face up is kind of cool. And then here's a lunch box. You may choose a player to swap all of your cards with. You know, so various things like that are, are going to happen. So it's you, you make sure you refill on your or you make sure you're the one refilling so that if it's something that's like a you effect, you, you know, it's, it's for you. You rinse and repeat from there. And, uh, first player that hits 10 humiliation, uh, everybody points and laughs at them. And then for the final 11th point. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> uh, and then whoever has the least amount of humiliation is the winner. And if there is a tie, 
basically you share the victory or you have another food fight to determine. Which is always one of my most hated (laughs) tie-break conditions. Right. Except for, we didn't mind if If you didn't have a clear winner in the game you just played, play the game again. No. Actually, Actually, this is one that I probably wouldn't mind that bad. Right. And we didn't mind it in Stones of Fate. That was, that was a good one as well. And again, the, um, your character has a special action on them as well that you can play. So, you know, there's, there's all the different kinds of special abilities. And I think those are our characters. They're not once a turn, are they? Or I mean, they're, they weren't they're once action. per game, right? No, they were. Yeah. Cause I was trying to use mine as much as possible since everybody was ganging up on me. <laughs> yeah. All right. So components. Uh, what did you think of these components? Good, sir. Well, we already talked about the hamburger. The yes. first player token Which is, is a hamburger because there's no cheese. Hamburger. Yeah, there's no cheese. I was chided for four months for calling it a cheeseburger. I have learned there my is lesson. no cheese on this burger. Uh, apart from that, the cards are very solid. The artwork is uh, acceptable awesome. and uh, irreverent, uh, as you would expect from a food fight. It's, uh, the text is pretty solid. Uh, everything is easily read and everything is, uh, makes sense. We didn't have any problems with, uh, bent cards, a defective hamburger. Uh, the, <laughs> the, uh, I don't know if I should go first. The hamburger is not telling me properly. The tiddlywink tokens <laughs> are a little bit, eh, but yeah, but for what they represent. Yeah, for, for yeah. It's, do you need something really special for humiliation? <laughs> yes. Well, but that's a whole different type of thing though. And that's all house geeks, rule. All us geeks after dark. <laughs> so componentry wise, you know, the box is nice. Everything, even the expansion that he sent us, uh, fits in well. Componentry, I think it's pretty solid. I think one of the things I didn't mention up front, this is a game for three to eight players. Uh, it's, Eight plus and says 30 to 45 minutes on the box. I think that's pretty accurate. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a pretty quick playing game. I think one of the things we should mention is we actually played this with the significant others and actually we all attempted to review it together at one point last this year. This is our second chance, <laughs> our second attempt at reviewing this game. Components. So yeah, I mean, the, the cards are really nice. They're, uh, got a nice little gloss on them. So they, they slide really well. And, and, uh, the, uh, chips that you're using for humiliation. I mean, they're nothing, they're nothing special. They're nothing unique. They don't need to be. They're just little red plastic, kind of like winks, little red pieces of humiliation. <laughs> but again, the burger, coolest first player token yet. And that's saying something. I mean, evolution has the dinosaur in it. That that's a pretty close. But even that was uh, part of the. I think the Kickstarter special, the the full full. Cryptozoic has the totally unnecessarily unnecessary lock for. Oh, lock and that's key. right, lock and key. So yeah. in terms of awesome componentry, I mean that lock is pretty nice <laughs> for something that serves no purpose. I, I'm still giving it to the burger. Oh yeah, the burger is <laughs> awesome. And one thing, you kind of said it, but I mean, everything fits in the box really well because it has a really decent insert, Mm -hmm. which is nice. This is one of the games that I have not already thrown the insert out. Uh, It holds everything like it's supposed to. So that's great. The artwork is pretty cool. Uh, Again, it's it's supposed to be a high school cafeteria food fight, 
Uh, it's an eight plus game. It, it is very much a casual family friendly style game. So the artwork is very cutesy. A lot of the action cards have the uh, school mascot on it, uh, showing you what the action is. That's kind of cool. All of the food does, uh, look very uh, very good uh the condition cards are usually just the words but they're you know they're text art or whatever you want to call it uh the characters look fine uh again it's all very cartoony so it, it does a good job for what it's going for mechanics what do you think of the mechanics are? this is a a smooth flowing game we didn't have to refer to the rule book that much i don't think other after you went through the initial mm-hmm. Uh, explanation. Everything on the card works. The only thing we really looked at was some of the cards that were direct damage. They weren't attacks. So you could mm-hmm. use your duck or your dodge. And we, we had to get, uh, a confirmation from the book how to actually, whether those were defendable the way I wanted to defend them. And no, <laughs> you all ganged up on me with a rule book, <laughs> but mechanically it's very sound. Everything flows well. From directing your attack to implementing the attack or defense. I think even at max players, uh, there's no bugaboos here because unless one person gets really unlucky and all seven people try to work him that round or her, <laughs> there's nothing here that's going to bog you down. Uh, even, if, even if all seven people decide to work one person, everything is resolved one at a time, uh, mm-hmm. uh, in player order. So unless uh, there's a really freaky card that we didn't see that the defender can use to just hose everybody, it, it's quick, it's fast, that's redundant, it, it's quick and it's tight <laughs> and it's enjoyable. Uh, even when we were looking stuff up, we were still able to joke about the game having to stop was not a drawback. It was, it, it's a tight, fun game It and it, it, the mechanics really are smooth and lend to that fun. Yeah, we had a lot of fun with this one. I, and I think this is kind of going almost to the, to, to the end as well. But like you said, we, we, even when we had to look things up, we were able to kind of joke around and have fun with it and have fun within the theme. Mechanically, like you said, it, it, it's very sound. Like I, I kind of said up front, I really liked the not necessarily being simultaneous targeting. Not that that would necessarily be a bad thing, but I think it does just add that one extra element mm-hmm. as you're going around the table watching the targets kind of move. And and who knows, maybe at one point you had it in your head, you know, I'm going to attack Jordan, but suddenly Sarah and Megan have both targeted me. Now i got to figure out, am I going to target one of them? Am I going to do something else? Uh, where does my duck card come in? Uh, which is another thing with the, the layering of the three actions, that adds a little twist too. that little element of strategy is like, when are they going to attack me? Are they, and if only one person is coming at me and they have three cards, which of those three are potentially attacked or have I noticed that they picked up extra attacks, Mm -hmm. you know, stuff like that. So can I try to grab real quick or should I be ducking right away or, you know, or should I throw back (laughs) all all those little elements that you got to kind of think about. But it, like you said, it doesn't bog down in it. Uh, it, it does play fairly fast and you might every once in a while, if you picked up a bunch of extra actions, you only get to get play three. Uh, so you may get into that, uh, which one do I need to kind of play, but not, not heavy. I mean, it's not a lot of, there's AP. not a lot of AP here. It's yeah. just analysis paralysis for the uninitiated. <laughs> nope. They should have been listening to us from the start. They should know AP by now. 
I'm not uh, going to explain that. And of course, mechanically, I mean, it's a take that game. Yeah. So we're in. I mean, <laughs> you're hard pressed. I think the only way you could make us maybe not like a take that game is if you've like bogged the game into take that to the point where like nothing else is really going on and, and it's almost pointless besides, like you said earlier, why are you hitting yourself? <laughs> you know? It's like, well, this, this, yeah, it was fun the first two times you did that. Now you just need to go home. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's a great, it's a great light take that game. Yep. So definitely. And then moving into rules, since you kind of mentioned that as well, I think the rules in the rule book were very well laid out. There's a really nice, and, and he does have a two player variant in here as well. The, the box says three to eight. There are some advanced rule type stuff that you can add in as well. So if you want to change it up a little bit, but the nice thing is towards the back of the book, uh, there is an action reference section. It's a two page section that goes through all of the actions that you'll see, uh, maybe that your characters have or maybe that are on the cards. Uh, the ones on the cards are pretty self-explanatory. There are, there is some icon reading in this, but the, those icons are very self-explanatory as well. Plus there is a section in the book towards the beginning that is labeled icons <laughs> and it goes through what the icons mean. So again, very well laid out. It's only, what are we looking at here? Uh, total of, uh, 11 internal pages here or 11, 12 pages total front and back, back pages credits. It's very light to read, very light to reference, very well laid out, very visual. Anything you want to add to the rules? It's, uh, solid because you explained it to three people in under 10 minutes and that included setup and explaining all the iconography as you were going. So apparently it's a solid book. <laughs> All right. Leading into teachability. It's a teachable hey. game. It's a very teachable game. Yes. It was, uh, again, it's, you know, Jordan and I play a lot of games. Sarah and Megan don't play as many games necessarily, or they have a certain set of games that they like to play. I keep telling Megan that at some point I get to pull her casual gamer card, but so far I'm losing that battle. But, yeah, we, we sat down, we, we've had games where we've sat down and it's been kind of the, okay, wait a minute. Uh, what was that again? Or how did that work? Or, you know, just that needing the extra few steps, which is fairly common, especially if you get into more complex games. This is not that game. Uh, we sat down, like you said, I explained it during setup, we got everything set up. We were off and running. It's a light easy game to pick up and teach. It's definitely a good casual family, uh, you know, casual family style game and plays to the, to, to that. That's, it's not going to be one of those things where people are not picking up concepts because it's pretty simple to pick up. So replayability, what do you think about replayability, sir? Oh, this is, um, you know, this is uh, a family game, both in age and theme and, it's, it's a casual game. It could be very much a party game. If you've got a group that want to do something, that's not Cards Against Humanity for the 15th time, <laughs> you know? So replayability, there's a lot here yeah. because there's... Get the kids around the table. We're bringing out Cards Against Humanity again. <laughs> there's uh, a variety of characters with their specific powers that are, are going to take away some of the sense of repetition. 
and the variations of attack defense and food and condition combinations <laughs> are are limitless uh, almost well it's limited by the number of cards <laughs> but the variations are high because it's a big stack of cards yeah uh so there's definitely a lot of replayability here and that kind of lends to some of the fun of it right i mean we we sort of glossed over that we somewhat mentioned it but uh just the different combinations of conditions and food and toppings and and that's part of the fun of the game as much just as, a combination that makes you gag in your mouth just a little yeah, bit yeah, even exactly. before you play it <laughs> yeah and, and and just finding yeah those combinations like oh I, i've got it right here this is the one that's pretty cool and like you said there's a bunch of different characters that you can pick from i mean that's not it's not a huge game changer Right. It's one different ability, but that, that can mean something. I mean, it could change how you're playing a little bit. So, uh, I think it definitely has quite a bit of replayability, especially in the family setting, you know, your casual gamer community. It's replayable. Now, is it going to be something that you necessarily bring out on a hardcore game night? Maybe as a, a starter or a closer. Yeah. I mean, if, if you, Hey, we've got a little bit of time. Let's, let's do something goofy, you know, kind of thing or. If everybody's had quite a few adult beverages, uh, after a while, uh, wobbly pops have been flowing. <laughs> yeah. It could, it could be interesting. It's not going to be the star of the night for a hardcore game night. Could it be something in where you've got a nice mix? Sure. I, I think it, it definitely has a place in that, in that setting. All right. So theme, what did you think of the theme, sir? I liked it. I was unfortunate enough never to be involved in a high school food fight. I mean, because I never went to the cafeteria, but <laughs> no, I mean, it's, uh, it's a food fight and you have mental images, right? From <laughs> Animal House or any movie where you've seen a food fight about burgers being thrown around and people being covered in gravy and, you know, stuff like that. And this, this gives you that. It's, it, it it's called what the food and it's about a food fight and the, cover on the box is like a big splat of ketchup and uh all the cards there's it's all food driven and it's all (laughs) if you've been in a cafeteria or a social setting at a high school you you see all these actions you see the duck you see the run you see the dash (laughs) somebody's trying to get through the line without whatever evil they think is about to be you know befall them that day you know you've You've seen all this stuff. So everything is very relatable. And, and for a game about a food fight, it's totally thematically a food fighting game. Uh, Carl Douglas should come back from the grave if he's dead. And, and everybody, <laughs> everybody was food fighting. <laughs> I'm with you. I, I've actually don't think I've ever been involved in a food fight myself. And I, I did. I was not the snob. I was in the cafeteria. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I didn't order out. <laughs> uh, but no, no. I, I just didn't eat. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's, yeah, I, I love the theme on this one. It's, it's, it's fitting with the style of game it is. It's, it's that nice, light, comedic look on, on something that, you know, it, it, it's, it's cool in the aspect, like you can play with kids and have a food fight without the mess, right? And kids are going to enjoy that. And have fun with it and get silly with, I mean, you start talking about, you know, gooey spaghetti with, ew, you know, and you got a bunch of kids. I mean, that's, that's just a good time. You're going to have fun with that no matter how you look at it. So, and I think the theme 
uh, incorporated all of that together really well. All right. So fun factor slash overall. Fun factor is high. This is, uh, I think a game that, you know, if we went up to eight people and busted it out every, every other month or so, this is a game that I would have no problem playing often because it is fun and it is fast. And I think even if it, it goes at eight people, I think it still goes fast because each action, res- action resolution is, is quick. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's not a lot to bog it down. So as long as everybody's in the spirit of the game, uh, I think it's always going to be a, a pretty fun game. Uh, there's always that one person though. <laughs> Jordan. That one guy that had a <laughs> shitty day at work, Jeff. <laughs> I don't want to be throwing a hot dog. I want to be throwing an axe. <laughs> I have games that cover that as well. <laughs> So fun factor is high, uh, for me. I, it's definitely a really fun, enjoyable game. Overall, I, I only have one complaint and we <laughs> talked about this the first time. Uh, one of the characters and this is not me being PC. I, I generally, ge- genuinely do feel this was a bad choice for, for the designer to make. One of the characters is called Obese Denise and her special power is she removes humiliation by eating food. She is drawn to be a fat character and she deals with her emotions by eating. And I personally, Hey, I didn't get this way by having a healthy relationship with food. So I did personally think that was a bit of a bad design choice. Uh, could have achieved the same thing other ways with a different character name. I understand you wanted to rhyme. It rolls off the tongue. Obese Denise, the, the alliteration is there. Well, it's not alliteration, but. The end of the syllable, the end of the syllable sounds are there. And, you know, it's, it's healing, you know, in a basic game term. So sure, uh, it all works, but the combination of how he did it, that's really the only takeaway from the, uh, the only, uh, drawback, I should say, uh, I have, uh, with the game. Everything else is pretty, pretty light. All the other characters, I looked through them. None of them really, you know, grabbed me as a negative, except, except for that character. Uh, so that, that's the only drawback for this game. Otherwise, Overall, I think it's a very fun game, very enjoyable game, and a game with good replayability. I'd give this, uh, on a number, solid six and a half to seven and a half. Yeah, I agree with you. The, uh, you know, fun factor slash overall, the fun factor, we definitely had a lot of fun with it. Like I said, even when we were doing little things like looking up rules and stuff, I mean, well, okay. I don't think we can really say we looked up rules. We, we clarified some actions once mm-hmm. or twice or something like that, but really we weren't like, what is the rule for something? Yeah, there was no need yeah, for so. a deep dive into the book. <laughs> um, but even when, you know, the little time also, I mean, we just, we had a good time with this. Everybody around the table was having a good time with this one. We, we all had fun with it. I think it's unfortunate that we did not get the girls in on the, the review like we wanted to, uh, because of unfortunately lo- technology. Yeah, losing one, one person's audio, which kind of sucks because then that made the rest of it really not understandable <laughs> it's like what who are they who are these responding to what's why is there so much silence so yeah we're, so we're redoing this but everybody had fun with it everybody enjoyed it everybody laughed and had a good time and there was a you know a little mild uh trash talking uh and and maybe when it was jordan and i not so mild <laughs> And I remember, I do remember, uh, and recall Megan saying that she really thought this was a good one for, uh, the kids, the nieces and nephews and stuff that she thought this would be a, a fun one to have around. 
but I think we all did kind of get on board with you about the obese Denise. It just, it, it was kind of bad draw that, that game you actually got out of all the characters. We had to have that one on the table, uh, for that, for that one game for, you know, the, the, the game that kind of put the, the taste in our mouth, you know, for, for the overall game. And again, it's one character out of a lot. Uh, and like you said, there, you know, most of the other ones are, are fine and, and no issues. I do think, I mean, there, there's one that you could potentially pull. And, and again, it's your group. You decide how, how that is. But overall, great game, solid game with one minor little speed bump. But we had a lot of fun with it. And I think, uh, I would highly recommend this one. And I'm with you. It's, it's at least a solid seven, I think for me, if, if not higher. I think I want a couple more plays on it, but I think I will get those. Like you said, this is something that I'm not going to be upset to pull out. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to be like, oh, can't we play something else? I'll play this on a fairly consistent basis. And, you know, we probably will when we all get together. You know, we've been talking about doing another, you know, family game night. And I can see this hitting the table for something like that. Mm -hmm. So uh, definitely worth checking out, especially if you have the, you know, casual slash family game night that you're looking for another game to add to the collection. And again, one more time, that is we were looking at what the food from Squirmy Beast designed, and I believe uh, Squirmy Beast is also owned by Peter Vaughn. What we're watching. All right, so like I told you before we started recording, like I did not go back. I mean, we've been gone a while. In fact, I didn't even go really with what I'm watching on a daily basis. I went with let me talk about the things I've been power watching. So that's my list for this. So it's, it's relatively short. Uh, so do you want to go first? You want me to go first? Or? Uh, I only have two items. So I'll go first. Well, there you go. I got four. Okay. So. <laughs> uh, Double the content. Up visiting my brother. I finally nagged him into watching person of interest. So we that poor, poor bastard power watched <laughs> three seasons of person of interest in three weeks. Uh, nice. <laughs> And then the only other thing I have, because even since I've been home, everything's on hiatus. Anyways, we went to see Taken 3, and mm. it was actually good. Megan was going to go see it, but then I think she got sick the day that they were all supposed to go see it. I've not seen it. Taken 3, I have a particular set of skills. Apparently, I'm not very good at them, because three times now, <laughs> shit's gone down. Let's see. For me, I will say this is off the top of my head, but Gotham has started up again. Uh, and I don't know, th- I think that's the next episode's playing tonight, but we watched the first one. I still love that show. They, for the one show out of all of the ones announced in the comic book genre, this is the one that I went in thinking I didn't want anything to do with. And it is definitely on par watching for me in a different way with Arrow and, and the Flash. It's, they've done a really good job with something that I thought was a ridiculous concept. Now, the idea of Krypton, <laughs> I'm still saying that's a ridiculous idea. <laughs> uh, Supergirl. No, Kry- Krypton is the. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is the uh, grandfather or yes. whatever, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, getting my super licenses yeah. mixed up there. <laughs> um, so what I have on my list, though, I again, I've been power watching stuff. And some of this, again, if you follow us on Facebook especially, I think is where I've been sharing it mostly. Uh, some people know about. Jordan and I believe Matthew as well uh, recommended coupling. I did power watch through that. <laughs> Started weak, won me over towards the middle, and then ended really weak. Oh, Jeffrey. <laughs> so, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> but the middle, when it grabbed me, it grabbed me, and it was it was a decent show. But uh, it took a while for me to warm up to it, and then towards the end, it it yeah, the last season again. was really weak when yeah. Jeffrey was gone and they replaced right. him with sci-fi. Yeah. Whatever his name yeah. was. And then tried to bring back the, tried the female version. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I did watch it though. And it, I did watch it all the way through. So I mean, like I said, it did grab me after a while and, and kept me at least through to the end. Uh, and then because you know, for giggles, <laughs> I watched Black Mirror. <laughs> Have you watched that at all? Yeah, I've watched oh, a couple apps. I, I, it's what two seasons on Netflix. Oh, is the uh, second season out? Yeah, there's two two seasons. On, I think the only thing you can't get on Netflix right now is they did a Christmas special. I thought somebody said that it That's was not a Christmas of, special show. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it's it's the BBC BBC thing though, right? They yeah. always do these Christmas specials. That's true. I thought somebody said it. They found it on YouTube. I haven't gone and checked it out because that's the only one I haven't seen as Christmas. And actually. I think I've heard some people say that's like one of like the second best episode of the entire season or entire series. So I, I really got to go check it out. But Black Mirror, yeah, it, I mean, there's some trippy stuff happening there, but it was a good series. It was definitely worth a check out. So, you know, a lot of people are saying it's like this is the Twilight Zone or whatever. It's like only it because it was outer limits vibe, but yeah, outer uh, technology driven outer limits kind of deal. I mean, it's, it's an anthology. It's mm-hmm. everything's a standalone episode. Some are better than others, but overall a very solid episode, a very solid series. And the whole idea of what we're becoming and what can, what we can become because of technology, uh, it's, it's pretty trippy what they come up with. And then, you know, to lighten my mood, I went and watched Darknet. I power watched through Darknet, which I still hate that term and it's popping up everywhere now. I've heard at least three other shows now reference Darknet. We're we're going into the Darknet. I don't know where that term came from. I just I don't know. It doesn't sit well with me. Does it? How about you? No, I, it's stupid. It's dumb. Yeah, but the show was really good. Oh, okay, it really won me over. It is especially as a a horror movie fan because it's kind of a it's it's again it's more of a, almost an anthology. You think it's an anthology, actually, kind of starting out. It's all kind of around the Darknet site. So that's how they kind of pull all the stories in. But by the time it's done with the second season, they interweave back through everything. Also, it's kind of a heavy metal thing. A bunch uh, of individual stories with a... Yeah, I mean, it's a bunch of individual stories, and then you kind of find out it's like... It got me to the point where by the time the second season ended... I was ready for the third season. Like I watched the first season. I was like, okay, this is in my wheelhouse. This is interesting. Again, it's, it's, uh, it's not technology driven through the whole thing. It's more or less that the dark net site binds is, is the binding spot. Everybody kind of goes to the site and checks out these things and, and, and sees these videos or whatever of, of different things going on. 
So it's not as technology driven as a Black Mirror, but that, that's the technology thing that starts it off. And so the first season is like, okay, this is, you know, anthology kind of cool. Every, all these individual little stories, horror twists and stuff like that. Uh, I thought it was pretty cool. And then second season came around and by the time it was over, I was like, oh, oh. And, and the way they ended it, I was like, where, where's my season three? <laughs> I got now. I got to see season three. What happens here? Uh, so I really actually enjoyed that. So then, uh, I, th- and I, I mean, I power watched Black Mirror and Darknet back to back. Like, just went to tell. So I was like, I think I need something a little lighter right now. So I started power watching Californication. Mm. Uh, so I'm on. So you didn't get to something lighter. <laughs> I mean, comparatively, wow. it's a lot lighter, actually. Uh, so I keep going. (laughs) Well, I'm in season three now. I just started season three, I think. It's darker. Yeah. He hasn't tried to kill himself yet. (laughs) But I mean, it's it. So I, I am enjoying, obviously I'm kind of still, cause I'm still watching it. I just got to season three last night. So that's kind of what I had. So I've been, I've been power watching a lot. And all of this is kind of like, I power watch at night, like right before I go to bed. So it's like. You know, that's, that, that's one of the reasons why I did pick Californication because it is like a half hour show. Mm-hmm. So I like the ability to kind of do a good cutoff and, and instead of like, Oh, I'm going to throw on, you know, like, um, Black Mirror. Some of those I think were an hour and a half, you know, kind of thing. And it's like, and I watched all those at night too. So it was like, <sighs> all right, <laughs> go. I'm up for one, one <laughs> where this, it's like, depending on how I'm feeling, I might get two, three, maybe even four episodes in before I, I crash. So uh, that's what I've been watching. What we're reading slash listening to. I have zero. I downloaded some comics. So I, I grabbed some comics and got them queued up, but I haven't read through them yet because of all the power watching. <laughs> I'm not going to go through all the comics that I read while I was vacationing unless you want to hear about podcasts for the listening side because i did add some podcasts to me uh no because <laughs> then i want to do that too so i'm still working on nagash end of times which i actually started before i went and for such a small book you'd think i'd have it done by now <laughs> but i just i ground through so many comics while i was up there that uh it was redundant of me to have brought my kindle too and then on the audio side, I just finished 61 Hours, which is uh 14th, I believe, Jack Reacher book. And this was uh a little shaky at the start, but overall, pretty good book. Enjoyable. All the standard stuff that I like about Reacher was there, except a really tenuous, tenuous hook to get him involved in the action. And at the gym, I've just started listening to Area X, the Southern Reach trilogy by Jeff uh, Vandermeer. Not quite sure where it's going yet, but it's an interesting premise. There's, it's Earth, and there's this area that is, they haven't given me the explanation yet, so I don't know if there was like an alien thing that happened or a technological disaster that happened, but there's this Area X, and the characters in this book are the, I think they said the 11th research group to go in there, and the previous 10 have all met bad ends. They've been killed. They have killed themselves. They have gotten out, but they're crazy and then killed themselves. You know, that's, they have all met bad ends. But the hook so far for me is that it's four characters. Well, we're down to three. There's four characters 
And because of the psychologists have said in their lead up to sending this particular team in, nobody has a name. Everybody is just referred to by their job role. So when the, uh, the narrator is talking, uh, or, or, well, the, it's not just the narrator. The writer has written it as, you know, the archaeologist said, or, you know, the, the psychologist said, or the, the, the anthropologist was speaking kind of a thing. So everybody is just referred to by their job title. And I've never read a book that is strictly title only. There's no, all the characters are very impersonal in that sense so far, but there is dissension in the group already. So I don't know if that's going to continue for the remainder of the book, but, uh, as a hook, as an interesting hook to pull me in, it's successful. I, I like where it's going. Uh, and I want to see more. It's definitely at the mystery stage right now because we don't, we haven't been given all the details of why the first 10 missions failed, why they killed themselves, why they ran away. You know, we don't know why this particular group is here now, what their particular goal is. They've been given a goal. They have a stated goal, but we've already been given the impression that there is secrecy and secondary goals going on. So it's interesting. I'm liking it. That's um Area X by Jeff Vandermeer. Yeah, and that's all. And then I'll crap ton of comics. <laughs> I will say, actually, I will mention one. Big Trouble in Little China. It's up to issue. I've read the first six issues, I think. And that's a really solid book. It's, uh, Carpenter did help write it with, uh, Eric Powell. I don't know if any of you know that name. He's, he did, he wrote The Goon, uh, which is a solid book. Uh, so Carpenter ha- and Powell are doing the, the writing and the art is solid, but this is just so much like Big Trouble in Little China that I kind of think it's, uh, it might have been like a sequel or a next chapter that he had written at the time because there's no disconnect. You know, sometimes you you can tell that a writer writes a book and then five years later he writes the next book because his style has changed a little bit and he's bringing in different things that has changed over five years. But this is just like a direct continuation. He he addresses the monster that was on the back of the Pork Chop Express at the end of the movie and Jack Burton is talking like Jack Burton. And I, I guess they got the permission to use his likeness because he does look sufficiently like, uh, Kurt Russell and the dude that played, uh, Egg Shen and the dude that played Wang. Everybody that actually looks like themselves. So it's, it's a really fun book. So if, if you like the movie and, and you want to see a fun comic, it's funny. It is fun and funny. Do check out Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> What we're playing. I don't have anything tabletop. Um, my, 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 I don't game, have anything electronic. My game playing buddy left the country. I actually, I do have one electronic country. <laughs> I did buy Battle Lore and then immediately proceeded not to play it at all. Battle Lore. Yeah. From FFG. There's a, oh, t- um, there's an electronic. Yeah. Battle Lore. It went up two or three weeks ago. Uh, Android. Android. Yeah. Really? Actually, it might be on for both, but I only have Android. <laughs> yeah. Not that I'm all that interested. The battle lore thing. Well, it's, it's an okay game. I like it. Uh, it's something I'd play a few times a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was inexpensive and now I can. So <laughs> as opposed to the full big box. Right. On the tabletop side, Pathfinder Adventures was the order of the day while I was up there. We went through. Most of the second adventure path of Skull and Shackles while I was there, they were up to, they were up to the second before I got there. So I ground through with that. 
And man, one of those scenarios was just, <laughs> uh, just an ass chapper. We, <laughs> we had to grind that thing five times. It took us five times to beat it because one of the scenario rules is whenever you face somebody with the pirate keyword, you gotta, uh, recharge your hand and draw new cards. And it's skull and shackles. <laughs> so every other thing somebody faced <laughs> add pirate keywords. And you know, you only have 15 cards. Right. <laughs> well, we were all up to 16 because we'd all taken a power, uh, a card upgrade by that point. If you have everything in your hand when you meet that pirate, then you're taking damage because <laughs> it all goes away. A few of us were lucky enough to have big enough hands. That I thought you said recharge. Yeah. It goes to the bottom of your deck. Right. And then you draw more cards. Right. So you're not really taking damage. No, but if all your offense is in the cards you just had right. to get rid of, yep. then you got nothing to fight with. Right. A few of us were lucky enough to be sufficiently damaged that we got to the point we were just recharging and then drawing again. So once we, <laughs> once the party was sufficiently beat up that we were just recharging <laughs> and drawing into the same things, it, it went better. <laughs> Just went through the motions. That's right. Fine. Um, I am putting these at the bottom of my deck. <laughs> now I am drawing. Oh, look, the exact same cards I already had. Uh, but that was, uh, three times we lost it on the last card. And cause one of them was, uh, like a 15, then 17. And, uh, oh, it was just, that was horrible, horrible timing and all that pirate stuff, but it was fun. It was, uh, it took us five times, but it was fun. And then. Uh, some warriors while I was up there too. Got in a bunch of games with that with my brother because that's uh, it's one of his favorite games, and he has a couple of the boxes. And I don't get to play that as much down here as I'd like, just because there's far too many Socks. options. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and then since I've been back, it's been all the wings: X-wing, Attack Wing, Star Trek, and Attack Wing D and D. Sweet. Well, let's see. Most of my stuff is we've got a bunch of stuff on the Xbox One now. <laughs> Thank you, uh, you know, free games on gold and gold discounts. And <laughs> so I finished Watch Dogs, uh, which was a pretty fun game. I still got to go back. There's some DLC, uh, which is playing as one of the characters you kind of meet towards the end of the game, which I kind of dug. I, I kind of like that character. So I'm interested to go back. And it's kind of like the prequel of, you know, him. So I got to go back and do that, but I took a, a break for now since I went, I slugged. I mean, I did like all of the side stuff and, you know, everything else. So uh, I kind of branched out from there, played some Sunset Overdrive, uh, actually finished that main mission as well. That is a fun little game. That is, uh, have you seen it all or no. it is, it's not a first person shooter. It's more, it's, it's more of a top kind of top down but it's just this over the top like zombie apo- not quite zombie apocalypse the um there's a there's a tainted energy drink or a contaminated energy drink that turns everybody into you know these monsters these mut- mutants uh so it's it's contained in this one cuz this was like the big launch party for this energy drink <laughs> that sounded a lot like uh oh the comic oh the zombies at comic-con oh yeah <laughs> uh so you play this guy that was like working as a janitor at the a janitor or something like that at the uh, concert, you know, the kickoff concert where it all kind of started off. And, and suddenly you're just like this Uber dude who's, you know, gets to use all of his wonderful skills from playing video games, you know? So it, it's kind of cool in that you do a lot of, you know, you do a lot of like parkour kind of stuff and grinding and, and, 
and all and it all you you gain style points for how you do different things and if you keep moving and every time like you die and come back they've got like all these different ways to bring you back like you know you get dropped out of an alien ship like you were a kid you'll come in you might come in and do a, a dance move you know it's just all of these little different things that they do so it's just it's comic and it makes fun of itself like you know, he, it's, it's a, it's quest driven. So like whenever he's like talking to somebody, he's like, Oh yeah. Well, you know, what I usually do is, you know, go out and get some random crap that you don't really need, bring it back. And you know, you hate me at first and then I do all these things for you and then you really love me. And you know, so it, it doesn't take itself serious at all. And it's, it was just a lot of fun. It's really the, the main campaign is really short, but it's, there's a lot of side missions. There's some DLC and it's, it's, it's just a lot of fun. Uh, so, and, just ridiculous weapons too. Just over the top weapons, like a, a a teddy bear bomb gun, and you know, um, just there's a gun that you shoot, and it shoots out guns and little mini drones, so they shoot by themselves. <laughs> uh, there's one that you've combined with like a sprinkler with acid, so you you shoot out that, and it's it sprinkles acid on the monsters as they come by. Just all kind. I mean, just ridiculous things. So it's it's just a ton of fun that's all it was just one big fun session played some diablo 3 on uh on the xbox one actually played a little bit of that with megan too because it's one of the few games you know that's the big thing i miss there's not a lot of games anymore where two people can play on one console yeah <laughs> and so that one you can uh, i'm not sure she was real sold on it but it was something we actually got to play together and played some how to survive uh, which is a cool little game. I first picked it up on Steam because it was like, I saw it on the Xbox, didn't know if I wanted to buy it, saw it on Steam for like a dollar or two. So I was like, all right, well, I can try it on Steam. And it is like a direct port from the Xbox version. I mean, it's I'm playing it on Steam and it's like, press your A button to, <laughs> what? <laughs> but I played it out a little bit there and I was like, okay, this is an all right game. And, it, and then it went on, uh, it was like a gold discount. Uh, so I picked it up there. So that's another kind of zombie apocalypse one, uh, which is, it's, it's a little indie game. It's kind of cute. It's kind of fun. It, it, it can be frustrating at times, but it's pretty decent. And for the price I picked it up, it was worth it. Dead Rising 3, lots of zombie stuff. <laughs> uh, enjoy that Nothing one. says the holidays like zombies. Uh, Dead Rising 3 is a fun game though. And they, I mean, it's, it does a good, I like the Dead Rising 3 series. I think we might, you, I don't know if we've talked about it here. You and I might have talked about it. I like the Dead Rising 3 series in general. I think at least your first playthrough, the things that can be kind of irritating is a lot of the missions or side missions are all on timers and there's a lot of them. <laughs> so inevitably you're like, well, uh, you're screwed because I'm going to go do this or, you know, uh, and then there's an overall arcing, uh, the campaign timer as well. And I think once you, if you complete it successfully, I, I know with the very first one, if you completed it, you just kind of got to replay and not worry about a timer. I think for the most part, at least the overarching timer. So it's more of that, but it does such a good job of just feeling like, like, I mean, it's, there's like zombies for days, you know, in, in some scenes, it's just like, holy crap, right? This is, this is a major zombie apocalypse and I'm trying to survive it. Uh, so I enjoyed that. So again, Tim, Hey Tim, thanks. I finally played it. Uh, and I like it. Tim worked on it. So he was yelling at me for a while for not having an Xbox one, <laughs> you know, and switching gears, zoo tycoon. 
<laughs> just recently started playing that, and that has just been like, uh, let's chill. Uh, Megan really wanted it. Again, it went on discount, on a gold discount. I think it's on there right now. Uh, and she had said, she had told me multiple times that she really wanted to check it out and wanted to play it. She used to play, you know, the older ones. So we picked that up recently and that's just, that's just a, again, chill. Just, hey, let's build a zoo. <laughs> that. And then I told you before, uh, and I said it online quite a bit, but, uh, Hearthstone is on Android. So I've been playing a lot of that as well. A lot. Uh, I'm still like picking up basic cards, you know, cause every, every character, has a certain set of basic cards that you can collect by leveling them up. And I still haven't collected all the basic cards, but I mean, I, I play it quite a bit. You also do like daily, they, they give you like daily quests. Are your Star Realm friends now feeling neglected? Uh, no, yes, be- but not because of that game. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, I would say no because nobody's been sending me requests. So that you can't be neglected because <laughs> like I told you before, like I've, I, I don't send requests usually. Because I'm just always doing something else, but I'll always, I'll always play if somebody sends me one. So nobody sent me a Star Realms request in a while. I don't, I don't know how to take that. <laughs> so I play Hearthstone and Hearthstone is another one. Like the most of the quests are you have to do something against another player and it has a, a random matchup thing. It's not asynchronous. So there's that. The irritating thing though, this irritates the hell out of me is if you're playing against somebody, even if they're actually playing, like they're playing their cards, the idiots that don't hit end turn and wait for it to time out, like they're just hoping you're going to go away or something. <laughs> it's like, that that just irritates me because I'm like, bam, 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 end turn, go. It's your turn. You know, because especially if I'm trying to quest, I, I, you know, some of those are like, get three wins, get two wins with this specific character. So I got to like level them up to have a chance to win with them to get those extra cards and stuff. That's how I've been kind of selecting who I get the basic cards for is by mm-hmm. the quests I get. And if you're lucky, one of the cool things is you get a daily quest. You can store up to three. So if I get if I get a daily quest today, I don't do it. It's still there tomorrow, and I get a new one. But if I hit three and I haven't done any, I won't get a fourth one until I clear one out. But it's not like, here's your daily quest. Do it now. You know, Do it today. Which, right, which is kind of cool. And then depending on how, if you're lucky... Like the last, the, the last three I got were play with like, I'll just make like hunter and a mage. Win, win two games with a hunter or mage. Win two games with a hunter or shaman. I think I'm going to play a hunter. <laughs> Cause then you knock out, I get two wins, one set of two wins. I knock both those out. And then the third one was like, just get three wins. If you're lucky enough, you can get some that kind of stack real easy and you can knock them out with no big deal. Right now, Sheppy is the only per, actually I find, I, I finally got my Battle.net unlocked, my Battle.net account, which was part of why it took me a while to start playing again. Because Bob, back in the day, you know, we he he got me playing World of Warcraft and probably hated it because I'm a solo player. Mm. So he was, I think he was hoping I was going to be like joining his guild and doing all this stuff. And he's like, "Hey, dude, we're going to go on a raid." I'm like, "I'm good," but he got he got hacked. Ew. So and he lost like everything, and then they gave it all back, but he bought fobs for everybody the security fobs on wow so i had a security fob attached to my battle.net account that i no longer have so i i had to give them my id and everything before they would unlock it so it took me a while to actually get my battle.net account and then i finally logged in and uh sheldon who i think has been gone 
He lives up in the cities, or he did live. I don't. I hope. I think he still lives up in the cities. He used to be local. He moved up to the cities. I had a friend request from Sheldon on my Battle.net account. I don't know how he got my Battle.net account. So I'm like, oh, cool, accept it. And then it finally shows me. He's like, this request was sent like two years ago. <laughs> something, something stupid, you know. But Sheppy, David Shepard, is just recently sent me a request, but we haven't played yet. I don't think we've been on at the same time. But So if anybody wants to play Hearthstone or is playing Hearthstone, I suck at it. I'm still new at it. I'll play some games, though. Stad Pat. <laughs> Stad yeah. Pat. Yeah, if you need some wins, I'm an easy target. <laughs> so that's what I am. So that is uh what we got. All right? That sounds like it. Sounds like it. All right, everybody. So there you go. That is uh us trying to remember how to podcast for the first time in 2015. So, as always, I'm Jeff King. And I am the Canadian. Thanks for listening. Thank you for checking out a United Geeks Network family member. If you enjoyed it and are looking for other online media with a geek culture slant, head over to unitedgeeksnetwork.com where you will find The Game Huntress. Wherever there's XP or achievements, The Game Huntress blog will always be on the hunt. The United Geeks Network. You can broadcast your geekiness at unitedgeeksnetwork.com.